One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you Impress No Glue Press On Manny's and Impress Press On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. This episode is sponsored by R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice, a welcome addition to anyone's sleep routine. Pace Case, if you know me, and you do, mm-hmm. you know that I'm yeah. working all hours of the day, all hours of the night. Mm-hmm. So the sleep that I do get has to be very good sleep. And I'm always looking for ways to up my sleep routine. Sometimes I'll read a book to go to sleep. Sometimes mm-hmm. I want a bachelor. Uh, that book keeps me very awake. It's very engaging. That never puts me to sleep. Mm. I will mm. sometimes just put down my cell phone after a long day of looking at a screen. It's nice to get some time away from the screen. I also will incorporate some R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice. It truly makes you go to sleep a little easier. It's the thing you need to help you drift off into the dreamland. Mm. As more and more people are looking to prioritize sleep, organic Just Tart Cherry is having a moment thanks to Tart Cherry's potential sleep-related benefits and potential to aid in muscle recovery when you get those gains like clues. We're seeing this in the viral sleepy girl mocktail trend on social media. R.W. Knutson has a whole lineup of natural juices with zero added sugar, so you can feel good about adding them to your wellness routine. It's all about celebrating those daily wins. Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice is made from tart cherries, which may help you get a better night's sleep because they have natural melatonin. R.W. Knudsen crushes only 100% real ingredients, so you can crush everything you do. Pick up a bottle at your local grocery store today. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. All these women are like fancy girls and jewelry and love to shop. And I'm like, mm, I spend most of my time in a flip flops and a t-shirt. You know, I swim in the river. I drink from the hose. I swim in a horse water trough. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is the last time. You will experience bachelor clues as I am right now, because tonight I ascend. I become something more. You see something Uh darker in service of building the pit, of digging it as deep as possible. There come times in your life where you have to push through certain barriers, where you have to achieve uh, new abilities, where you have to push yourself beyond the limit. In service of building the pit, tonight is one of those nights. Our editor, uh-huh. both of our editors, oh. <laughs> are off tonight uh, for a wedding. We wish them well. We hope that they're having a great mm-hmm. time. 
And in their stead, I will be cutting tonight's episode. Then I will be watching the first episode of Love is Blind for our patrons. So today, I will have done our live, imbibed the entire Golden Bachelor episode, the entire Bachelor in Paradise episode, recorded this podcast well, first we recorded you. our ads. Recorded some ads. Then the live. Then all of that. Cut the then ads. record this episode. <laughs> then edit all of this episode. Then mm-hmm. watch Love is Blind. Uh, and definitely I'm going to have to be taking some medicine to do all this, of course. So bear with me, please. Podcasting seems easy, you know, yeah. but it's really, and There's really some stuff not. that goes on behind the scenes uh, that must get done. We appreciate... Uh, clues. Yeah. Thank you so much for filling in to edit this episode. I hope that you bring back your musical soundtrack that you used to put you want wall-to-wall music in this episode one? that we did yeah i'll think about it uh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> remember when you used to compose tonal beats to go behind every podcast yeah i, I love doing it we'll see we'll see what happens in this one so much time no i i was just kidding please don't do that okay um clues i'm yeah. so proud of you i mean you've been really Filling up our Patreon with corners, a tetracycloheteron yes. at this point. So many corners. What you come to realize. Uh, you got most beautiful business warrior. Yeah. You got love is blind. Yeah. You got. What you come to realize about limits is that they don't actually exist except in your mind. So if you can obliterate them with the dark magic of the pit, anything is possible. And that's what I attempt to do on I a daily that basis. that from Mean Girls. Thank you. Oh, really? The limit does not exist. Speaking of the gore storm. Sure. Uh, I did something. I've seen so many corners. I said, Liz, it's time. And I recorded two episodes. They said I would never do it, but I did it. Pace Cases Palapa. Mm. Vanderpump Rules. Season one, episodes one and two. Can't wait. Are now available. I break down both episodes it i it's my favorite show reality show of all time i often say that i haven't watched it since the first time i saw it um so it was time for a rewatch you know obviously vanderpump has been in the news sure it is a show about a bunch of horrible people who <laughs> oh shit in uh <laughs> hard out the gate i think that's just yeah well i just think I just think that's something you have to know going sure. in is you're not, there's no heroes in this story, mm. Vanderpump rules, mm. but it is about a bunch of people who work at this, these bar restaurants and chaos ensues. Mm. They are wonderful characters. The producers did not even know what they had their hands on when they were pitching it. And by the producers, I mean, Lisa Vanderpump. Do you know what Dark Lord Vanderpump? What, uh, my favorite reality show of all time is? 90 Day Fiance. Gigolos. An old Showtime show. If you know what it is, then you know what it is. If you Mm -mm. don't, then you don't. Maybe I'll do that in Close Corner one day. Who knows? It's very crazy. Uh, But Mm, that's not... Is it crazier than Vanderpump? I don't know. Oh, my God. It's about a literal male prostitution service in Las Vegas. Yes. It's a little crazier. Um, You haven't watched it. (laughs) All right. We're not here to discuss any of these things, but definitely check anyway, out. Uh, go watch. Pace go case watch Palapa. my episodes now, and uh, I I'm guarantee my influencer promised you all is I will finish season one. Oh, it's fantastic! I look forward to watching it, mm-hmm. and I look forward to contributing more clues corners again tonight. 
I'm doing one right after I edit all of this stuff. I'm going to be up till three or four, and I can't wait. I can't wait to be bleary eyed, the darkness swirling I feel like you around look my more head. Tired. I don't get tired anymore. Doing. I don't get tired. I got six jobs, they say. All right, let's begin this. We have some crazy stuff that happened tonight. Of course, we have a historic episode of Golden Bachelor, the second episode. Everything in the Golden Bachelor this first season will be historic. And then we had some... uh, I don't really know how to describe what's going on with Bachelor in Paradise other than to say, in my opinion, it is an unmitigated disaster and we can't wait to get to that to talk about it. There were some good plays, still good plays going on amidst the uh, uh, some of the best the face play I've producing. ever seen. Yeah, I liked it better than the first episode, but mm, I did not. We'll get to you it. know. We can get into it. Uh, like it Golden Bachelor. I mean, let's just get right to it. We got a great. Yes. We got a be kind on our editor. Yeah, He's got a indeed. lot to do so tonight. So let's get into it. This <laughs> bon chance clues and now. Pace Case and Bachelor Clues proudly present analysis of play in this week of our beloved game. This is Game of Roses. All right, we begin. This is episode two. It is one hour long. The intro. There ain't no intro. We just get a shot of Villa de la Vina, the morning mist surrounding it like a fucking fantasy castle. This is a shot out of fucking Game of Thrones. Not even Game of Thrones. This is a shot out of fucking Lord of the Rings. Sure, I never saw oh. that one, but maybe. And we see two women getting ready you for something. <laughs> and one is crying, and the other's STCOing. This is the theme of the show. This is all they show us the mansion. And then we see uh, this STCO play that's going to come later in the game. A quick pop. Not a long intro with a bunch of shots. It's so well done. And I know mm-hmm. that they're under time constraint with their one hour format. So that does lend to why we don't get these. These bloated minute long. Uh, One quick pop. I, pop. I don't need it. I agree. I call them spoilers mm-hmm. uh, in every show I watch. And if you watch my <laughs> my pace case pull up of Vanderpump thing, I try to fast forward them. They do a lot of those coming up and I hate them. They say, what's after this commercial break? I'm like, you're trying to kill me. Indeed they are. We move on to portion one. The first shot we get is a hummingbird. Drinking from a flower, and this hummingbird was my. Creature of the week. A hummingbird drinking from a flower is a symbol of spring, renewal, life everlasting, and that is exactly what we're going to get for this whole show. It is a perfect thematic opener for this beautiful episode that we are about to consume, and you know that. You see it in the hummingbird's eyes. The hummingbird knows that. It's a beautiful creature, well-placed, well-played. This hummingbird representing hope and um, a huge movement towards anti-ageism and a new hope for Game of Roses as we enter this new golden era <laughs> feasting upon the flora and fauna of the mansion Villa de la Vina was also my <laughs> creature of the week. The gates open after this creature and the women walk in. Just like the main game, we get the same shot when, when it's not golden, when it's just regular bachelor. They all come in and they, I love Cleveland, the mansion. And I have to say, we get some shots here of the mansion. 
where they've tried to make it look nice. Uh, something we haven't really seen in the main game in a long time. They avoid this in regular Bachelor mm-hmm. because they know it's a shitty place. But it looks, again, like they've spruced it up a little bit. Golden Bachelor going all out here. And we see some women now jockeying for uh, positions with these bunk beds. We get some ITMs about being surprised and happy to be there. Natasha calls it a dream to be in the mansion. This is reverence mm-hmm. for our beloved game. This is legacy. Perfectly done. And we see these bunk Ellen beds. Ellen says, holy Toledo. I love this catchphrase. Somebody said, holy Toledo? I think it was Ellen. She also does some piss play here, but it's tasteful. What? She says <laughs> I missed this. that she is going to need to oh. go to the bathroom in the night. And so she needs to be close to that door. And this was very relatable. Um, I feel like she has next crown vibes. I agree. Or ring winner. Sandra says her knees uh, were replaced. She needs to be closer to the bathroom. I'm like, why are they having them in bunk beds? There's room or more beds I on disagree. the floor. I disagree, and I'm going to tell you why I love this. This is something we talked about in the beginning of the season before this ever came out. We were like, are they going to be making 60-year-old women sleep in bunk beds? And yes, they are, because because it's Golden Bachelor. It's still The Bachelor. There's still an element of physical stamina in this game that you have to be able to fucking meet the demand or you cannot play. If this fucks you up, you're going to get cut, Period. You have to be able to sleep in the bunk beds. You have to be able to sleep in these army barracks style four people to a fucking no. room things. You have to. That's the game. <laughs> no. That's the game. I res- uh, respectfully disagree. <laughs> disagree. Uh, we see Kathy is going to kill all the bugs for everyone. And we see uh, all of the women go in one shower and they chant Gary and I want to cry at an I love Cleveland. I never thought I would be saying that. That made life. you want to cry? The the I love Cleveland in the shower chanting Gary? Yeah. They just looked like they were having fun. And yeah. like, I mean, I literally cried so many times. Okay. Uh, we see FEMA, Leslie FEMA, do a little toast. Yeah. We've ki- I've kissed a lot of frogs, but Gary's amazing. Here's to Social Security. TLP so enters funny. the group chat, 44, even though it's his birthday today. Are they going to update that? Are they s- keep ticking up? Once you become a dark lord, it's like uh, getting turned into a vampire. You never age again. He will be 44 forever. Oh, he's forever. trapped at 44. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it is. Um uh God, speaking of becoming a dark lord i can't wait to talk about the sand beast oh my god she had glee at their sand suffering beast. we got a sand dark beast. lord in the fucking making a powerful one this is like uh you know fucking finding that's some... the thing that's part of why i liked this episode yeah no i liked sand a lot beast. of shit in it don't get me wrong the fire pit yes. i mean don't get me wrong loved that there were some things that i loved about it i'm just saying they're mishandling Paradise is a fucking gem. Paradise is your fucking all-star game. This is the the game we tune in to see players fucking slam dunking and running up scores. It's like the NBA all-star game. You know what I mean? We're not like mm-hmm. looking for a tight. It's supposed to be all-stars. It's not supposed game. to be leftovers in paradise. But also like let them play. You've got Rachel Reccia on this fucking beach doing nothing. Ah. Doing colorful narration. It's unreal. I want to oh, say we, I, I we felt this way about Kufrin, that they were underutilizing her. Yeah. Um, but I, I thought that was to protect her. Yes, I did too. I, uh, right, exactly. She's the face of their show in many ways. 
Anyway, we're way uh, carding before yeah, the horse here. We're know. one Dang fucking it. paragraph okay. into Golden Bachelor. Someone pretends they don't know what a date card is. Is this Nancy? <laughs> I didn't know who that was either, but I wrote that down. I was like, this is fake. Uh, come on. Uh, and Teresa gets the first one-on-one date Historic. of Golden History. Historic. <laughs> this means you have first audience favor, I would guess, and third audience favor. Definitely. Mm-hmm. You have to have third audience favor here to oh, get the oh. first one-on-one. But you also have to have it with the first audience, I believe. The first one-on-one usually is somebody who is very viable, who is like on their top three list because it's how producers uh, gain trust from their leads. Oh, these are your top three? Okay. Mm. Here, you'll get a, your first one-on-one date. Oh, yeah. Her. First one-on-one date. Yeah, exactly. Great. Uh, who so. could also be a potential crown. Sure. Yeah. They could snatch her from you. Um so Teresa, <laughs> ITM's fear of finding love again after her first love. Then as another player uh, does her hair, she explains her PTC. <gasps> Susan, Susan was doing her hair. And we see this I PTC about this. the husband being a soldier and they got married quickly and they were young. And then uh, <laughs> she's like, can you curl my hair the other way? <laughs> and Susan's like, uh, fuck you. You can trust me. I've been doing this for 35 years. Lol. I... This was the first time in the episode I produced tears. You cried at this? I thought it was just such a sweet moment. And also her being like, I've done it 35 years. It was just like, yes, I don't, it was touching. I, it was not only know? touching, it, it shows a, like, this is, you know, we're talking about like maturity in Bachelor in Paradise. That became a big theme toward the end of the episode tonight, you know, with uh, PP fucking st- oh, accusing geez. Aaron Schwartzman of not having maturity or whatever, right? So you see something like this, and you're like, now this is real fucking maturity. These women have lived entire lives. She is saying, I've been fucking doing hair for 35 years. Nobody on the goddamn beach of paradise is even that old. They have not been living for as long yeah, as she's been doing alive. hair. Um, yeah. And it was just, it's a good thing to see. It's like, oh, yeah, that's cool. She's cool. I like her. Immediately, it was great. Just a little. And this is the kind of shit that that they don't put into the real show. It's these little flavor moments where they say one line or something about Mm -hmm. their lives or their attitudes about something. And it's like, fuck, yes, I get exactly who she is from that one line. (sighs) Yeah. It's it's beautiful. Uh, they just did the show so fucking well, and and that's what I'm saying. There's little tensions to details perfect. like this. It's like they're not leaving these lines out. A, a main game, a bachelor, bachelorette, definitely a love is blunt, or a uh, a bachelor paradise producer cut that out every time. It's useless. Oh yeah, it's not building a love triangle. Get it out of there. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> gross. Uh, we see. The start of this one-on-one date, Gary says he hasn't been this nervous since his first date with his late wife, Tony. He's got a fancy, old-fashioned blue car. He picks Teresa up, and they drive away from the mansion. Uh Uh-oh. Drama ensues immediately. His headlights are not working. Gary is worrying. He is freaking out, and he keeps going. One second. He is. There's a place I want to go real quick that we haven't no, been in a while. No, <laughs> no, clues, no. They wouldn't. Pack your bags. No. We're going for a all-expenses-paid trip to... Con- Conspiracy Town. Population. Me. They fucking cut his headlight wires. 
<laughs> they cut his fuck. They put his headlights on a remote no, control so they could turn them on and off whenever they wanted. What? <laughs> they cut his headlights. Does that technology exist? Sure. Yes, uh, probably. They cut yes. this man's fucking headlights. They did something to that fucking Look, car to amp up that ride. They did. I had the thought, so I don't. Okay. I don't think it's that. Yeah. Look, I'm not right. packing my bags yet, but I'm. You know, I'm. I'm opening some tabs. I'm looking at openings okay. in my schedule. Okay. You know, now here's coming up. Let me take you to uh, the neighboring conspiracy hotel. Gary was in on it. Ah! No. They said we're gonna mess with your headlights, and you're gonna use this to be like, I can't drive. All right. I don't know. It just seemed very convenient. That's all. What? It all seemed very convenient. I mean, are we so jaded? Are we so jaded, Clues? So jaded. The things we have heard about what has gone on behind the scenes, and now what is probably like. I would say post happy hour when when podcasts that kind of like really cover it journalistically started coming out. How long has that been going on? Years, five or six years. We have that many podcasts with these players coming out and saying all the nefarious shit these producers do to them. You don't think they fucking could cut a man's lights on the freeway? I think so. I mean, I don't think Gary's in on it. If they did, okay, I'll, I'll give I'll you that say one. that much. He's too innocent. I don't. He, Gary is an innocent, and I refuse to believe anything else. Uh, <laughs> they, really, they still can get you sometimes. You think DLP got, is like? Are you kidding? I cried three times in both I, episodes. I'm not saying it's not great media. Uh, I'm just saying. Anyway, Teresa, in uh, in a gorgeous moment, puts her hand on Gary's shoulder to give him a comforting squeeze, and this was almost my play of the game. Me too. Uh, Gary talks about it and how it meant a lot when they get back. And he keeps talking about the California freeways. Oh, my sweet Gary. I have to say, Gary, though, I agree with you. I am from Texas. And when I moved out here in my early 20s, or I guess I moved out here in my late teens, uh, I remember going on to the freeway for the first time. It was like that scene out of fucking Clueless. Where you almost get Are run over serious? by... Oh, it was fucking horrifying. The LA freeways, like, if you're not from LA, are crazy as hell. Well, okay. I do live next to the craziest one now, mm-hmm. but I don't think they're all like that. This is the... I don't know. They were way different the, than the freeways uh, in Dallas. I'll tell you that much. Well... <laughs> Gary wasn't driving on the one near me, which you have to enter via stop signs. Yeah. And you have to exit with a 90 degree turn. <laughs> yeah, I've seen some of those. <laughs> oh, God. It's horrible. Well, it's, Gary makes it through. Scary. Uh, and he's talking about all this, the California freeways. And then they come up to this diner, Cadillac Jacks. There's a bunch of neon. They've really tricked it out. Everything's all 50s out. And he ITMs that he started in the restaurant business serving fries and milkshakes, and this diner is like going home to him. And then we see a server come over to get them some fries and milkshakes, and uh, she was almost my Jorge Moreno. I was like, oh my God, this is great, but I'm sorry. The god of Jorge Moreno's just happened to uh, grace us with his presence on this night. This fucking episode was so good. All right, so uh, Teresa, they sit down. And Teresa, love levels one, love level wants him. Didn't expect to like you as much as I did. Felt a connection to you. And Gary kind of love level. Reader behavior. Yeah. Great, great play here. 
And we see this beautiful shot outside the window with the neon and the classic car. And they just like are paying attention. They're they're seeing it properly. They're making this like beautiful visually. This date is so sweet. Uh, we get this PTC from Teresa about how she married her high school sweetheart, who she met when she was 14, and he didn't get a kidney transplant, and he's been gone eight years. Um, and Gary says, you know, it's I have a great circle of friends, but it's lonely. I want to talk about the sunset, and I believe him. Me too. And she says, we don't want to waste time. Just say how you feel. And Gary goes, I really like you a lot. Love level one. They share a milkshake. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, it couldn't be any cuter. Then, it's it's just Teresa- unbelievable that they're hitting it this high. That it like has achieved these levels. I thought this show was going to be good. Uh, it's mind blowing. I had blowing. no idea. <laughs> I mean, it like it's is mind blowing. It is mind blowing. Yeah. It is mind blowing. Um, Teresa then says, "I want to learn Italian. Will you learn it with me? And then we can go." And Gary makes this face when Teresa makes this suggestion. Like it's the craziest, best idea he's ever heard in the whole world. He looks to the side. And he is full eye aperture, full mouth aperture. Um, this is the best idea he's ever heard. She might have gotten the ring right here. And that's why he gets my face play of the game. Uh, Gary says, we've overcome. There's hope. And you don't stop believing. And he does this lead in. So he knew about this part. I'll, I'll say Yeah, I, I love this scene as well. <laughs> I, uh, I wrote down, Teresa makes a magnificent... Let's get out of here and learn a new language for a European vacation play. <laughs> it's a good play. <laughs> it was. And that face, I agree. I made mark of that too. Uh, but then we hear uh, in the background, they cut to a jukebox and Journey's Don't Stop Believing comes on the, the jukebox. They make it seem like, or they're trying to make it seem like it's practical, like that music is playing there. Mm-hmm. The music is not playing there. They lay the music in later. When you see them all dancing. But, but they might be playing it to get them on beat. Maybe. We didn't get any sound from them. That's true. You don't think they're dancing to a tune? I think there's some parts where they don't are destroy, not. Don't destroy my vision of this. This flash mob, which turns into a parade with both of them dancing and kissing, uh, is the second time I cried this episode. Mm. <laughs> I, you know what? I thought that it went too far. I thought that it was too much like now we're getting into a La La Land kind of magical reality world. Like, is this what they're supposed to expect in every date that like the the world will change and be like a dance number for them? I thought it was a little too no, much. No, I think it's okay for, I think it's okay. It's the first date of the show. Totally. You know, it's a celebration it. of the show. Listen, I'm telling you, I thought it was slightly too much, but because of how Gary and Teresa reacted to it, the fun they were legitimately having, they bought it all the way back for me. The sh- it mm-hmm. made it seem like they know this is like a goofy thing that the show is doing, but fuck it. Let's just enjoy this. Hey, this is great. That was yeah. fascinating to me. It was like a peek through the, the fourth wall a little bit, but also the fourth wall is still there. It was great. 
Um, <laughs> I thought that it worked well, even though I think it was like it was a risk by the producers is what I'm saying to do something like this. And I do oh, think they pulled it off. I saw it. I saw it in the preview and I was like, this looks cheesy yes, AF. Exactly. And then I ate my words because yeah. th- there I am sobbing. Yeah, it could have uh, worked. It could have worked. Oh, by the way, I didn't say this at the beginning of the thing. My error. My error is not in the show. Marina self-eliminating from this episode was my (laughs) error, 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 error of the game. You might notice as we're talking, she's not in any of this. She's not in the the show anymore. Mm-hmm. They released on Instagram footage that should have been in the show that made the hit the cutting room floor of her self eliminating to uh, Gary and DLP via FaceTime because she had some kind of a family emergency come up. Uh, that has to be my error. I'm sorry. I mean, brutal cuts in a one hour. Yeah. You know, like to make it into the actual document, got to be good play. Oh, he says they kiss. He gives her the rose in front of everyone, and, and then he says, gee, you are so lovable. <laughs> I know. Yes. And here, Teresa gets this first golden rose. First golden one-on-one rose in the history of the game. Pretty incredible. Amazing. Congratulations, Amazing. Teresa. We move on, portion three. I think we'll be talking about it for ages. A PA is setting up like a photographer's light, and then we cut to him. The official photographer of Bachelor Nation, Franco LaCosta, is present. So we know we've got a great episode, period. If nothing else in the episode happens good, and a lot already has, you have a, a fucking once-in-a-lifetime episode here. And we're having, of course, a photo shoot with Franco and uh, I, I wrote here, I jumped out of my seat and wept while screaming at the top of my lungs. That is my. Jorge, 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 Jorge Moreno, bystander of the week. <laughs> That is so funny because I wrote, I feel like I'm hallucinating. Franco LaCosta is also my. Jorge, 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 Jorge Moreno, bystander of the week. I don't know why I didn't see it coming. Me either. I didn't. I was like, maybe he won't yeah. be a part of this. The the When they do it with the. The younger players, it's like a little goofy. Maybe that's like not the right tone, but uh, he was great. No, as he, he asked Gary to do Blue Steel, yeah. um, and Gary is just game for all of this. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a fun. What is it? Fun monger? What did Faith say? She's a fun. A <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, but they're uh, they're doing this photo shoot with romance novel covers. That's kind of the theme of it, and everybody gets to have their own outfits. There's some bride outfits. A bunch of like time period stuff, like 60s, 70s, 80s, uh, hippie stuff. And the women all come out in their outfits and we see they're kind of grouped up together. Now, traditionally in this type of a photo shoot in the regular games, you're getting somebody making out with somebody in front of all the rest of them. You'll mm-hmm. remember Corinne Olympios in season 21. You'll remember... That was a full tit touch. The- <laughs> she did... 
she took off her top and had made Nick Vile touch her tits. An FTT? <laughs> I can't believe we don't have that one yet. An FTT. <laughs> but we also saw it with uh, Victoria Fuller on uh, Popeye Peter Weber's season Popeye. when they had to do a photo shoot in their bikinis and she's making out with him under the waterfalls and whatnot. I was curious if that was going to happen here. If they were going to make one of these players kind of come front and center and try to take the villain role and it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. This was all the cover. extremely tasteful. In fact, no. like the opposite happened. Uh, everybody's taking their pictures and they seem like they're having a good sport and stuff. And then we see um, Nancy is up and she says to him that she's teary and she'll tell him the details later. And we've seen in some ITMs that uh, putting on this wedding dress is the first time she's had a wedding dress since she got married. It's a reference back to that opening shot where she's doing tear playing and Ellen is STCOing for her. Um, And so we end that portion. What the fuck is going to happen? Now she's teed up here. Uh, This is a a massive opportunity for her. And we have to see, is she going to capitalize? Portion four. Gary goes to talk to Nancy. Well, I... uh, I noticed there's kind of a disconnect and, you know, something wrong or what's going on. And she plays her PTC. <laughs> Hasn't had the wedding dress on since the last time she was married to the love of her life. It made her emotional. She explained she was lucky to have her husband back then and everything was good, but it's just overwhelming. He says, I can relate. I walked in front of a bakery and smelled cinnamon and it just hit Wait. me. Before he says I can relate, he says, oh, Nancy. And I produced tears for the third time this episode. From him saying, oh, Nancy? <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. I oh, know. my God. I know. They it got was you just locked like, up in this one. Talk about empathetic kings. I'm just like, yeah. oh, Nancy. Let's get Gary to be the host of The Fucking Bachelor. It's Gary should be the bartender of BIP. He, <laughs> he, I mean, he should because he is the best listener of any Bachelor we've ever yeah. had. Totally. And you can just tell he's he is so present with each of them and 100%. makes them all feel so seen and heard. And he does this, sorry, he does the cinnamon balls. Yeah. PTC, but he, mirror he, PTC. What you're saying is true. He genuinely appreciates each and every one of these players for being there. He gives them like respect as players. And I think most bachelors and bachelorettes mm-hmm. don't do that. Because the bachelors and bachelorettes. No, I they think, just care about which ones they like. Not only which ones they like, but I think they're more aware of like the show around it. And is it going to be paradise? Once you get sucked into that and you're like, I'm going to try to be a reality person as a career. I think it does something different to you than like Gary's not trying to do that. At any rate, he does this whole thing where he's kind of playing a mirror PTC back about smelling the cinnamon uh, confection that his wife used to make at Christmas. And an emotion just hit him when he smelled it walking past a bakery. And she says, even through all that, I was sad, but I still (laughs) felt hope. We got, I'm sorry, I know it's a minutia, but he does say in this about the cinnamon balls, he goes, it got me just as hard as the wedding dress got you. Gary got hard. A perfect reverse mirror. And he says, uh, that's awesome. And then they hug. And Nancy playing this PTC while crying in a wedding dress, holding up the Franco LaCosta uh, photo shoot was my... Play, 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 play of the game. 
We see what this gets her later, obviously, but it was just magnificently done. Mm -hmm. She crafted her own stage. She stepped upon it and she delivered a fucking fantastic performance. This is how you create Mm -hmm. moments for yourself to be the main character of one of these group dates. She did it. Done and done. That's your goal on a group date. Be the fucking main character of it. That's it. And she fucking crushed it. She absolutely crushed it. Uh, this was like this was up there for me with with play of the game. I like that it did kind of what we usually see an IFI do on a group date. You don't yes. usually get this emotional resonance during the day portion, um, but it allows her to get this special extra time and moment. And obviously, it pays off mm-hmm. later. Um, there's just uh, one moment that I that I just thought was a little bit next level. Mm-hmm. Um, we see a bunch of quick pops of all of the players on the group date giving little details about themselves. Jeannie uh, says she was having a child, was supposed to go to Woodstock. Kathy plans to still be good looking at 100. Edith plans corn, loves cooking. Ellen has got her master's. April's job is to open the hearts of others. And then FEMA, Leslie FEMA, player from Minnesota young country uh gary says what do you say to guys that tell you you're sexy these lines would sound terrible coming from anyone except gary i know uh she says you know i'm still very sensitive and i like to speak from the heart when i was giving you the toast the other night i got choked up because you're really amazing your beauty uh from within that came out in person there's not many men like you and he says, that's an awful nice compliment, Leslie. I wrote that down, too. You're soft on the inside. <laughs> I, wrote, I, says, I wrote it down verbatim as well. <laughs> it oh, was God. like, I, oh, God, I just, I'm obsessed with the Golden Bachelor. Yeah. FEMA says, I'm like a lava cake, and there's one more thing I need to clarify. If you want to whisper sweet nothings in my ear, I'll be able to hear you. And she reveals she has not one, but two hearing aids. And this hearing aid reveal was my. Play, 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 play of the game. It was more subtle than Nancy. Nancy made a big dramatic moment. FEMA is going for the long game here. And this play gets him to whisper something in her ear and then she gives him a kiss on the cheek it was basically a kiss yeah. lead in line and then she refuses to say what it is and the itm says it's private i just chef's kiss the refusal was a great addition to this play which i agree with you is a fantastic play because now she's got a little bit of a story what did he say are we ever going to find that out maybe who knows after the final rose maybe exactly we don't know um but the reason I didn't give him my play of the game is because we see what happens next. Gary comes into that room, picks up that group date rose and says, Nancy, you're the big winner. <laughs> and that's it. Nancy won the group date rose. I believe it was for her play of the game. Uh, but we see that the other women are actually happy for her and they all buy it too. So her crying in front of them was also a second audience play it for that eliminates any animosity that she might otherwise uh, have targeted at her because of the group date rose brilliantly done and uh honestly 
it's the first tears are just it's such a good thing to have in your arsenal i know if you can cry as long as you can control it you can do well in this game for sure um but those are the first group date rows in the history of golden bachelor and it ends with this they kiss and we see this absolutely beautiful shot of them walking away hand in hand in silhouette against the setting sun in the malibu mountains and they're above the cloud line it almost looks like they're walking on clouds this type of shit is you just don't see it in the regular games the direction of this is better than the regular bachelor or bachelorette yeah it's romantic it's absolutely fantastic and uh notes should be taken like i i don't know how to make it more clear this show's doing everything right literally everything um portion five it begins. Gary drives to the mansion again as he ITMs that it's his birthday and he's feeling connections with a lot of women. He wants to get to know, know all of them more. He walks in. Hey, where is everybody? <laughs> this shit, I was like, is this motherfucker acting? I don't think he was. I think they literally surprised him. I don't think him. he was either. I think he was legit surprised, surprised at this moment. He walks out back and everybody's surprised. It's a surprise birthday party for Gary. It's a pool party. And we get into our first fucking pool party of the goddamn Golden Bachelor. Oh, Susan fucking pops out of a goddamn cake as he's ITMing uh, a party being a perfect place. Uh, as she's ITMing, sorry, a party's the perfect place for her to really show off who she is. She didn't get any one-on-one time yesterday, so she's going to get to be uh, the first responder. And she gets that time with them. She explains getting up that what she did this morning was get up early to cook. All of this stuff because she's Italian and everybody loves garlic and everybody loves onions and I'm cooking sausages. And when she says this, when she's telling Gary that she's up making this food, they cut to this motherfucker. And the look on his face (laughs) is unbridled insanity, unhinged (laughs) glee at the thought of someone cooking him sausages at 7 a.m. And the face he gives was my face play of the game. You got to go back and find this. We'll have it posted, of course. But uh, yeah, he looks like a maniac. He looks like the Joker or something. He's like, <laughs> no, it's part of his. This is part of his presence. Yeah, he's listening so hard. He's listening to each of the words, of the foods, and he's picturing himself eating them all. Yeah, he's that's like, how okay. fucking. Yeah, that could be a good oh, fifteen yeah. years or so. Oh yeah, She's just in there, yeah, like, exactly. Cooking me sausages like, what do all I like morning. To do? <laughs> eat? I do like to eat. But do you pickle? Uh, he loves being outside and cooking outside. Oh, he says you have my attention, which this is a Gary, Garyism. He has said this before, and yeah. it means a little less hearing it about multiple people. But okay. Uh, we see April says, "I love to decorate a man's life with joy." I think I wonder how Gary likes his wiener. Okay, she's Olympio seeing. Natasha's in the cake now. Everybody's getting in this cake. Uh, we get a one-on-one with April. She does a little birthday dance for him that he will get on every B-Day. Love that future casting. Mm-hmm. Then we get Jeannie. They play, it's a quick pop. They play mini golf, but she goes, I hope I get a kiss for that one. And this was my error of the game. Mm. Jeannie, you misplay it. You don't ask for the kiss after, you say, I get a kiss if this goes in. Yeah. You heighten the tension of that of that kiss. It's just a mini error. No one's really doing errors yeah. here. I agree. Um, but uh, we then say we hear some woman say, "Oh, how could you pick? We're all so much fun." 
there's a bunch of little quick party pops. <laughs> Gary and Natasha do a pinata and hug, and he says her hug is like his yeah. late wife. I don't you know if I my, would say my, that. <laughs> you have my late wife's hug. The exact same arm length and yeah, it was kind of a strange type. thing to say. I feel like he was uh, searching for compliments knowing that he probably was not going to keep her around or that the producers didn't want to or whatever, and he was just trying to say something here in the moment. I mean, because that is one of the jobs of the lead. You have to say something coherent to mm-hmm. every fucking player, knowing that almost all of them are going to be kicked off, knowing for sure that some of them you're talking to while you're at that pool party are going to get kicked off, including Natasha, obviously. Mm-hmm. And so you got to just kind of like fucking, I don't know, I'm just going to say something. You hug like <laughs> my wife, and I like that. You jump out of a cake like, yeah. oh, I'm my late wife. <laughs> I've noticed you wear clothes. So did my wife. Right. Um, you get uh, Faith, get some one on one We get here. the line of the episode here <laughs> with Faith. I felt inadequate. They're fancy girls. I spend most of my time in flip-flops. I drink from the hose. I swim in horse water troughs. <laughs> You know that was a plot in Yellowstone, a mini plot, but they introduced the like crazy sister character by having her get naked and get in a horse water trough. All right. And drink. Sounds like a fun show. Um, One on one time here for Joan, (laughs) she tells him about her husband uh, passing away and she's had a hard time looking at the pictures and Gary is right there. He's like, I've been there. I was sad about pictures of my wife too, but they both agreed uh, that they should find happiness. And she says she feels guilty about um, her husband's death. And he tells her not to be guilty. You should live. They kiss. We get one-on-one time with Ellen. He brings her a gift, a framed Franco Lacosta picture from the photo shoot that looks like it was printed out at CVS. And she ITMs. Ooh, roasted. I mean, it was not well done. It had like a white border around it and shit. Still, it was just like a printout that they slapped in a fucking frame. It's like... Come on, guys! Don't 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 stop paying attention to those the tiny details. It made it look a little shitty to me. And I, I was didn't like, Come notice on. it. It just looked like a prop, like a, a kind of like yeah. shit out prop. Um, but she itms that Gary has a mansion full of beautiful women, and he has taken the time to have a picture framed of their relationship. I just wrote wrong. <laughs> Producers did this, obviously. Wrong. But nonetheless, she you itms tell, to you. Tell her. <laughs> Clues. Well, it's it's like it, in the main games, what it is now is like you're watching to see. I feel like they all know when producers are doing this shit, so you're watching to see who can kind of act like make it the most real. Here, I think she really mm-hmm. didn't know. I think we, yeah, maybe even not knowing what a date card was in the beginning of this. That's possible. I feel like with these players, you know, we see Ellen say, "He makes me feel so special. It's a man I want to love." She produces tears. He loves her personality the energy and we get this rose ceremony and women ponder shots april says i'll kill him if i don't get a rose there's a spark loading that love level one uh and gary does this little speech you're all my friends i have high strong feelings for all of you first flower goes to leslie for her play of the game probably two joan three edith four ellen five sandra six susan seven christina faith eight April 9, uh, 10, Kathy. No dark touch here on the FRT, just FYI. Mm. Well, he brings in some empathy here. He says, are you okay? 
when Gary produces tears. When Gary hugs one of them, he makes a soft, closed-eyed smile. He loved Level 4's Natasha when she leaves. She loved Level 4's him back, a post-mortem. Uh, and people wish him the best. Oh, Jeannie says there's nice guys out there. My mom found love in the 70s. I can do it, too, in her 70s. Oh, yeah. God. Um, and we get toast and the promo. And in the tag, Natasha says, do the rose ceremony in chairs. I did like Natasha's tag here. I thought it was very funny. She also had some great face play in it. And I wish we would have gotten to see more of her. I know. I feel like she was underutilized. I agree. Um, Who was your MVP of this first game of the regular season? It's very nerve-wracking to get the first one-on-one in a franchise. Mm Mm-hmm. And someone played it perfectly well with her little hand touches, with her little 4TRR PTCs, with her dance play, and that's why Teresa was my... M-M-M-M-V-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-
Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist-recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Support for today's episode comes from One Skin. If you have sensitive skin, you're going to want to hear about One Skin's scientifically proven topical supplements. This is face, eye, body, shield, and it can all be used with any of their other products, which are free from over 1,500 chemicals and preservatives that can make skin red, irritated, or itchy. Their products are safe for sensitive skin. It's just one of the reasons they've earned the Skin Safe seal of approval. You got to keep that skin glowing if you want to be keeping up the level of face play that I've got going on. And One Skin was founded by an all-woman team of scientists. Their products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Uh, their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products often. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ROSES at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ROSES. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support Gore and tell them that we sent you. Now, unfortunately, we must move on to Bachelor in Paradise, Season 9, Episode 2. I'm kind of clueless, but Hurricane Hannah is about to hit the beach in paradise, and... We better take cover. Uh-oh. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. The beast is about to feast. There are stark differences you may notice between the two programs. One. No. No. What do you mean? <laughs> uh, I felt the same watching both of them. Yeah. We open this with this promo. We see Hannah Brown's coming. We finally get the intro videos here. Uh that none of them were really that interesting. It ends with Nothing DLP eating, taking a bite oh. out of a burrito and throwing the rest of it at Wells, who then also takes a bite of it. Wells eats his sloppy seconds of the sandwich. I did not understand it literally at all. There I don't, was a football thing yeah, before, right? Which made some like, sense. Jesse Palmer's an yeah. NFL quarterback. That makes some sense. This, I don't um, understand. It must be some weird inside joke that we're not privy to or some bit of minutia that we can't remember. They think people will remember Minutia that, I mean, look, it it dawned on me this week, the Aaron B thing is because he performed a song during that season. I had forgotten that. That's also because they are not 
the producers producing the show, they can hang nothing on any of these people because they've never shown us any of their personality. So if Aaron B. played a fucking keyboard once for 10 seconds in an episode of his rookie season, guess what? Now his whole identity is keyboard guy. Like, it's it's just not yeah. well done. I don't. I still don't know who Aaron B. is. I don't know who any of these fucking people are still. Even after now watching two episodes of Paradise, I don't get most of them. And they're not, like we are saying up top, Rachel Recchi is on the fucking beach. She hasn't been on a goddamn date. She's swimming around with fucking Sean McLaughlin? What are we doing here? A, a, a mid-level floater who is phoning in colorful narration? I don't know. I don't know. All right, we have to do this. Um, <laughs> Portion one, the <laughs> flock of birds. Look, I liked it better than this. I'll say that. Uh, Will is talking with Kylie about dumping Olivia, and he said that she had attitude, but he's confident with his decision. And he all eggs one basket, Kylie, and he is doing these ITMs. Kylie, 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 it's all I see. He's He is... Brandon Jonesing hard in this episode. And those ITMs end with him saying, there's nothing you can do to ruin my day. And I will just say it once again. If you are in an ITM where producers are asking you to say, everything's great. Nothing could ruin this. Nothing's going to go bad. There's no way anything could ever make this any worse. If they have you saying that line, you're getting fucked by them. And indeed, that's exactly what happens. He says this, it ends his ITMs, and then fucking Avon shows up. 19th sand. I mean, it's if you're in an ITM and they're asking you to say that, you, you should leave the show almost because whatever they're about to do to you is going to be fucking horrible. All right, so Avon shows up. They've orchestrated this stupid love triangle specifically to entrap Will, who's the most emotionally sensitive of the guys, it seems like, to really fucking tear him up. And uh, mm-hmm. Avon is greeted by DLP at the gates to hell. DLP reminds us about the after the final rose moment with Rekia where they walked off stage together and he even basically says we both moved on we're both ready for paradise DLP gives him a date card as he walks in he comes in and Kylie ITMs that this is the moment she was waiting for he is her number one guy and there's so much build up around that meeting uh, there's been a parasocial relationship and she can't wait to see the guy behind the fire emoji she hugs him for a second and that's it <laughs> and then they do an instant replay they build this thing up that it's like a big deal to meet her then they do an instant replay now this demeans the weight of it, of anything she's saying or anything Ava's doing. If you want us to care at all about any of these players, you can't treat them like jokes. Like, as soon as they do this, I'm like, I don't give a fuck about this relationship. It's a joke. It doesn't, seem, it doesn't feel real when you, are, when you are putting all of this around it. I, I don't believe for a second that they're like a real couple or going to get engaged. And I, and maybe they do. I don't know. But even if they do, I don't uh, care because of shit like this. It undermines the like if you want the process to work and you want people to like really think, oh, shit, people do fall in love on this show and get married. And they do. People should think that that does happen. Mm-hmm. Doing shit like this takes all of it out of it. And look at your last season. How many couples are together from last season? 0.0 the closer you get to shit like this the fewer couples you're gonna have walking out of here unless they're pre-manufactured and i don't think they do a great job of that they try and it never fucking works at any rate uh olivia itms that haven is fine i thought that was funny 
one. And, uh, oh, Olivia is going full chaos queen in yeah, this episode. And her. everything she does, she's putting extra on. I yeah. love it. Olivia is doing exactly correctly here. For my money, she's the best player of this paradise by far, by a fucking mile, because she is kind of making something out of thin air. She is, yeah. was able to attach herself to this love triangle, and she's playing it to the hilt. She's pissed at everybody and like taking pleasure in their demise and shit. She's really mm-hmm. villaining in a way that is like, I think, very. Uh, it's pointed. She's doing this on purpose. She knows what she's doing, and I am loving it. And it's you, you know. You're a night one player. They're probably not trying to set up a huge romantic arc for you. Yeah. This is, she's gotten a t- shit ton of screen time. She's the main character of the show. Uh, we see Avon and Kylie talk. Oh, long overdue. Goodness gracious. Will and Blake Moynes talk about it. You know. A lot of talking. Hey, everybody's <sighs> talking about this love triangle. And this is when you're like, God, yeah. is this show, um, Two hours long still, yeah. Oh, okay. And you see, like, they don't have two hours worth of material here. It's just ITM after ITM of people like, this love triangle's crazy. I can't believe this is happening. Well, I wonder what they're going to think about this. And the Avon and Kylie thing, it's not like we're seeing two people fall in love. Oh, you're popular. You got the first day. I'm a hot commodity. Okay. Olivia's trying to manifest this date with Avon. But they make him talk to her. We know that this is yeah. not going to be the date. We know he's going to go with Kylie. We've already seen Will breaking down and crying and shit. Although it was for a different reason, maybe in his ITMs, but I I don't know. I yeah, think they cut that true. out of order. I I don't think that was really what he was crying about. At any rate, even ask Kylie, Will Soul leaves his body. Will's with the girls. They say mingle with the girls. Keep your options open. And he's like, yeah, I do want to talk to her. Uh, she pulls him and says, "You've been chief chosen me. It's the biggest green flag ever. Uh, I think this will probably just make us stronger." Uh, Avon then pulls her from this conversation. He's still being forced to do horrible things by the producers, uh, and they go on this one-on-one. Uh, they're on a boat. Avon can't open the champagne. They talk about how they both post thirst traps. And I like that Kylie says, you want to know stuff about me or the tea in the house first? <laughs> I was like, that's a funny question. I thought that was good, too. Um, I I thought that the uh, the champagne thing was like, they spent half that day on a close-up of a fucking cork. Show? It's like, I don't... So you've made this guy look like dipshit, so if she winds up with him... He's a doofus. Also, I don't care about this. Let them talk about themselves. I need to see their relationship and who they are as people. Why are we seeing that champagne thing? Because they're if trying it's not to make fun of people. not going to blow in someone's face, I don't want to see it. They take, they take any opportunity they can to make fun of people or like paint them yeah. in a, a, what they consider goofy light, but that's not what yeah, the show is. Yeah, dating's so awkward. They're all hot. We, it's not, they're not awkward. Back on the beach, we see Will telling Andrew S. and Aaron B. that he hopes she comes back and picks him over Avon. That'll give him the clarity. Um, but he, he, you know, she should be able to explore what she came here for. I thought this was a little bit of an error. He could have used this to get into a power position, at least in like a victimization way. He could have victimized himself at Kylie's hand here, but he accepted her going off and doing it. Aaron S. then ITMs that it's going uh, that Will's a deflated helium balloon, but his chances are slim to numb, and he calls him Mopey Dick. I thought that was kind of funny. 
funny. Back on the one-on-one, they're on the boat sipping the champagne. They discuss him being a day late. So I bet they were both told by producers that they would both be there day one. I would almost guarantee that producers lied to them about that to get them there. Mm. Um, and so they're like, yeah, I was supposed to be here yesterday. And they're like, yep, that's why I had to use fucking Will basically to get a rose and stick around. Yeah. <laughs> so he's not surprised uh, how much he likes her. This is a love level one. And he says he was super interested in her. He's glad she's there. She explains that she picked Will. But for him to pick her, she's excited. And she wanted him to be the bachelor, she says. And she got excited to meet him. And they cheers. She ITMs that her heart is pulling toward Avon. Kiss on the boat. She ITMs a precog of future casting of wanting to make babies with him. I was like, damn. She literally just met this guy. And wake up to him every morning. Her social relationships. She's crawling. Ooh, you're right. And he's mossing. (laughs) He's mossing. Oh, yeah. He doesn't have to say anything. Just comes in. Yeah. Uh, We see... Uh, Blake and Jess a little bit. He says he has a potty worth. We see a bunch of bleeps. Ha ha, Jess is so sweet, but she's swearing. Uh, someone narrates that <laughs> Aaron S and Sam are together. We literally haven't set, heard Sam speak. Even yeah. I'm just like, at least give us... It's not like they're giving us juice from these other relationships. Show us the Aaron S and Sam relationship developing. Yes. Show me a dumb conversation between two people about fucking whatever a tv show they watch what their favorite fucking sandwich is anything that makes them like real people in the promo for later on he's like helping rehab her through the poop crisis if we want to be emotionally involved in that how about we set up the relationship that poop episode we'll get to it in the the thing that's a zero watch the ratings for that episode are going to be fucking zero point zero cw Ain't nobody tuning in for that. I don't want to see half a fucking episode of them marching her up and down the beach so she can maybe take a shit and a fucking hundred pictures of turtles and Wells Adams doing a shit fucking puppet. Shit puppet. Paradise is the all-star game. It needs respect too. This is where your best players play and put on a fucking show for us. It's not where people don't want to go, feel obligated to go, and then you make fun of them for fucking two months. Yeah, everyone is saying I'm getting, everybody has hives and like is reacting. Um, We see Kat and Brayden, Kat's loading an all legs for Brayden. They kiss underwater and choke. Sean and Rachel Recchia, quick pop. We don't even see their conversations. Uh, We see... Aaron B and Eliza. She's hoping not being a triangle. Uh, Mercedes is like, Aaron and I kissed last night, but we haven't talked today. Did we see them kiss? I don't know. It's just all this thing they're trying to set up that Eliza doesn't know that Aaron kissed Mercedes. And oh my God, the world's going to fucking end when she finds out because she was in a love triangle last season on... Paradise, none of this makes logical sense, and um, they try to force it down our throats anyway. She produces a bunch of tears, and she runs off crying. And when she runs off crying, hoping probably to find an empty bathroom, no. She walks right into the arms of a person in the shadows, Hmm. a nameless producer blocking the bathroom, waiting to STCO Eliza and make sure she doesn't quit. And this was my... Jorge Moreno, bystander of the week. 
Oh, shit. I didn't even know there was one. The so one I saw. That producer was also my <laughs> horse. Hey, Moreno by Standard of the Week. I didn't even know there was one. Uh, but yeah. I thought they had no face, but yeah. we see their face briefly. Yeah. I mean, this whole thing just didn't work for me. It, um, it was like, whatever. She's really pissed that he kissed somebody on date. They've been there for a day. None of I this know. makes any Mari sense. Mari and Kenny are engaged, and he like fucked on day one, didn't he? Uh-huh. I think he had, didn't he have sex with three people? Yeah. Demi, Mari, exactly. and there was somebody else in that mix, I thought, too. It just doesn't, like, there is in no world do you look at this and think, like, oh, shit, she's triggered because of what? She's triggered because of the situation she was put in by producers last season. She doesn't want to be in yeah. another love triangle on national television. That's not, it has nothing to do with him kissing another girl before she got there, but they're trying to pin it on Aaron to make him like a villain in the situation or something. And it's like, yeah, everybody's fucking kissing everybody on the show. That's what the fucking show is. Oh, God. It just doesn't work. No, everyone's so scared that they don't want to kiss everybody and they just want to all be yeah. coupled up on day one, which is boring. It just narratively be does not work. Be fucking interesting. Don't be fucking boring, I but, always say. Uh, Eliza comes back to the girls <laughs> in the girl chat and says she's triggered. She's going to cry. Everybody STCOs her and Eliza ITMs a love level one load for Aaron. But this kiss now changes things, she says. Producers are getting these lines out of them. We cut back to the girl chat and we see Eliza delivering a... Uh, fantastic face play it's a 10 finger tear mask she's got all 10 fingers on her face kind of Mm. pulling at her eyes as she cries uh fantastically done not my face play though portion four begins eliza produces tears cat Izzo is stcoing and cat tells mercedes that eliza is tear playing about the kiss and i wrote who cares mercedes feels like shit now (laughs) the itms that kissing is taken very seriously by her and she hates that he can't communicate it's like what 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 are we doing here? Some producers like just say like you take you know kissing very seriously. Okay, one on one time here, Eliza and Aaron. She appreciates his honesty, but it has triggered her because he's told her now. I did do the kiss. She doesn't want her guard to go back up, but it's going back up again. And Aaron bitms that her tear play makes him realize how much he cares for her, and we see him apologizing for not exactly saying it correctly. She love level ones him here. I really like you. Aaron says he just wants them both to be happy in paradise. And then he ITMs, not knowing how to na- admits not knowing how to navigate the situation. He likes Mercedes, but he's leaning toward Eliza, and he has to figure out what's going on quickly. All right, portion five. Greer gets this ITM uh, about there's going to be three women going home, reminding us of the um, stakes here. She's sitting on Rose, the back uh, of PP while he's doing push-ups. Cat and Braden are making out, and Rachel, Rekia, and Olivia talk about they hope somebody new comes down the stairs. And Olivia ITMs. Uh, she needs more options, so she doesn't snap. Now, we already know here kind of what's going on with Olivia. She is in the group of players who have no roses. And at this point in the game, I'm looking at, like, how heavy is the producer thumb going to be on this one? Olivia is getting a rose, period. She's their whole fucking show. She has played herself into that position with the third audience. They must have her in next week's episode. So mm-hmm. how is she going to get this fucking rose? That's all I'm looking at. I'm like, are they going to send a guy down there to give it to her? Is Big Polly going to come out in a fucking uh, cabbie cap and just hand it to her? Or are they going to strong arm one of the dudes? Big Polly should get a rose every season. <laughs> yeah, the Big Polly. And he rose. just brings it out at yeah. once. It's the blatant. <laughs> like, no, the producers need her in the show still. All right, so at this point, that's all I'm watching the show for, basically. But we see a new person walks to the gates of hell. DLP acts surprised to see 
the Beast, Hannah Brown returns to our beloved game. Hannah Brown is, of course, historic in our beloved game. In that, she is the greatest Instagram player to have ever played the game. I believe that is a matter of time before she's dethroned by Madison Pruitt, but it will take some time. Do you think Pruitt's going to dethrone her? Yes, I do. Is she close? Uh, I don't know what Pruitt is at right now. One point. Let me I would check guess this. 1.7. Hannah's like, what, 2.1? I'm looking right now. 2.3? We've got uh, Hannah Brown's at 2.7. Oh, shit. And Madison Pruitt is at 1.7. I believe Madison Pruitt is becoming a Christian influencer, the likes of which we have never seen as a species. And it's mm-hmm. just getting started. I think she's going to have tens of millions of followers. Uh, at any and rate. I can guarantee she's going to have tens of thousands of toilet plunges. Oh, my God. Uh, deep cut. If you know, you know. But um, I love seeing Hannah Brown come back to our beloved game. She is one of my favorite players oh my of all God. time. There's a Amazing. reason she's the IG champ. And uh, DLP puts on his best acting hat here to try to be like, Hannah Brown, I didn't know you were going. Look, I gotta say, this scene is the worst acted scene maybe I've ever seen in my life. It was... It was... It was a fucking insulting to anyone in the It was insulting. Audience. They make It was insulting. Stand up they there. They make him. That's his job. That's his job. She is doing you they a favor say, by being Last on we scene. saw you broke up with Jen and you were maybe having a second shot with Tyler Cameron. How's that going? Are you kidding me? Yeah. It's such an insult to even ask that question. Yes. My notes. And let alone it's factually incorrect. She came back for Popeye season, night one. Yeah. To just wish him well and give him back his pilot wings. But uh, this, as soon as I write down, DLP says the last time we saw you broke up with Jed Wyatt and maybe there was a chance with Tyler Cameron dash and then everything after this is in all caps what about a hundred question marks a hundred exclamation marks we all know everything about her entire life this was my wowie moment of the week i uh, hated this me too it's like we all you know bring up jed she's fucking engaged to a civilian and adam woolard we know she this. found love it's Ugh. like it's covered in us weekly and people magazine every fucking day we all know this. What are you doing? It, it, don't insult my in- intelligence. Absolutely. I feel like my intelligence was insulted here. She was insulted. This entire um, bit is so fucking stupid. I was worried after this bit for how the beast was going to go, but it actually oh, I really liked what it, they it did. It exceeded my wildest expectations. She, they get her on camera saying the beast is about to feast after she, is, uh, she walks down and... Um, she emerges, everybody's surprised, and we get some face plays here. A bunch in rapid succession. This is a mm-hmm. face play smorgasbord. Cat gets an mm-hmm. ITM about being surprised and has the surprised reaction. Her eyes are fucking going crazy, rolling in her head. Full eye aperture, shock and terror in one glorious face play. It was not my face play again. It was my face player, but we're not at it yet. Okay. Uh, Brooklyn ITMs that Hannah Brown entering paradise is game over, correct? If she were to be a player, she would dominate everyone here. We see Kat Izzo's reaction, which is dead eyes, but full mouth aperture, and it was my face play of the game. 
Her eyes are just going straight ahead. It's as though the top half of her face is paralyzed with fear, and it is as though the bottom half of her face is a mouth agape in complete shock, disbelief. This is a god walking among them here on the beach, and she cannot fucking believe it. It seems to me like Hannah Brown is probably Cat Izzo's hero player. She even says later that was the first season she watched. Mm. I, you know, it's, I don't want, I don't want everyone, I mean, yes, we should show, you know, reverence for the queen. Obviously, she's Mm -hmm. the queen. But for them to all act like this, it's like, they're supposed to be becoming stars also. You could theoretically do that. You're theoretic, whatever. Um, I loved the face play that Cat with a K was doing, but we go off on another <laughs> Cat with a C full eye aperture shot. The aperture is so strong, and yeah. the angle is just right that you can literally see her eyeballs escaping her head at Hannah Brown's appearance, and that's why this powerful play above so many powerful plays was my face play of the game. It's a great one. I mean, she was doing, both of the cats were doing great face plays. A bunch of people, just everybody was. My whole, I took so many cat face plays. Look at this. Oh, wow. She just... Yeah, she delivers. Put together a little... But I will also say, just generally speaking, the face play overall in our beloved game has gotten better. I think over the past two or three years, it's elevating. People are doing way Mm. wilder shit face play-wise. And I think it has to do with... They're getting reverse Botox. Hear me out. DLVL. I think Dark Lord Vanessa Lachey of Love is Blind. Just hear me out. Is affecting the face play overall within all of these games because she is, in my opinion, the best face player we have ever seen as a Dark Lord. Moving on. That is absurd. There's been so many face players before her. This is she didn't start face play. I'm not saying she started it. I'm just saying she is basically the first dark lord to really do it as part of her her main kind of toolkit. At any rate, portion mm-hmm. six. We open and uh it's the same footage we just saw of Hannah coming onto the sand and everybody reacting that face play that you just gave to Kat. We see that again. I'm like, what are you fucking yeah, doing? Stop what using is the going same on? exact footage. Can you imagine We're if not you came stupid. back to a fucking basketball game or a football game or something from a commercial break and they just played you the last fifteen seconds of the game you just watched? You'd be like, What the fuck is going on here? What excuse me, what's happening here? It's absurd. I'm annoyed. And it just shows you, like, they don't Um, have enough footage to fill two hours. That's why you see this shit. They cannot put together, and it's not even two hours. It's two hours broadcast with the commercials and shit in it. I think they want to stretch out the Hannah Brown stuff, too, as much as possible. Great. But, like, show us new Hannah Brown shit. You have other footage of her, right? Right. Don't just fucking take the last 15 seconds of the last thing and put it here. Like, show me something else with Hannah Brown. I'd love to see more with Hannah Brown. She was my favorite part of the episode. Hands fucking down. You had people tuning into the show specifically to watch her. And you're going to do this shit? Rerun her footage? I mean, come on. Come on. Have some fucking decency for her. She built part of this fucking game on her back. Let's go, guys. What are you doing here? She says she doesn't know who anyone is, but she recognizes Jess as the one with the sparklers. Jess calls her the Taylor Swift of Bachelor Nation, the highest possible honor. Yeah. And they're all they all call her Queen. 
Hannah says she wants to get to know people. She pulls, I guess, the top four most popular guys, Blake Mines, Will, and then later. Yeah. And this just none of this works. Aaron and Brayden. And they just like act as if she's maybe going to date. She's obviously yeah. not there to date. And it's flustering um, everybody, and the guys are seemingly kind of going along with it. I'm sure producers told them to go back to the rest of the women and be like, yeah, maybe she is here to date. Tell yeah, them that. Yeah, she's dating. So whatever. We all know she's not. Like, this whole thing is busted. The whole premise is fucking busted because it is operating in You're a reality busted. that doesn't exist. These producers believe through the... I mean, all I can glean from this is they believe that the fourth audience has no idea that Hannah Brown is in a fucking committed relationship with Adam Willard. They believe that most of the audience, if not all, doesn't know anything about that. We all know everything about it. I don't understand They tried this. to say that four bachelorettes would be on sand. Yeah. It's just like Come a... Come on. It's like they don't give a fuck. It's almost like the video game industry. They don't care about the video game players. They just make these things to suck your fucking money out, and they don't give a shit about the quality of it. It feels like that to me. It's just like, we know. We know everything well, about Hannah Brown. obviously not playing Zelda. That's correct. She's one of the most popular reality TV stars ever. She is the most popular Bachelor person. We all watched her during the quarantine in the quarantine crew. You know that because you referenced it in Matt James' season. You're aware of the fact that we as an audience continue to watch these people after your show, especially one as popular as her. Now they've wasted an entire section of this show with a dumb premise that nobody gives a fuck about. You're hanging on in this. Like, come Developing on, no relationships. Get through it. Developing no relationships. Finally, she comes over and says, uh, I've got this date card it's time to put your feet in the fire and answer the burning questions meet me at the bonfire tonight's about to get real so we know it's going to be a circle of pain date even though they're all wondering what it is and the final line of this portion the final uh thing you hear is sean mclaughlin in an itm saying it doesn't sound like we're gonna have fun tonight at all and across the nation click 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 tv's off you have a main character of your show saying, come back after the commercial to watch none of us having fun. Well, that's not something I want to see. Thanks, though. What are they doing? They have to have fun. That's what we want to see them doing. Make them have fun. Don't literally put a guy in your show saying, the show's not fun. That's insane. I've never seen anything like that. What do you mean? Didn't you watch last season? I mean, yeah. <laughs> but then, this guy is stating a fucking thesis. He's like, basically, he might as well have just gone like, hi, I'm Sean McLaughlin, and I've been in paradise for about two days now, and I can tell you, this show is terrible, and no one likes it. Like, what are they doing? No, I don't know. He says the vibes are ominous. Aaron says there's no chocolate, no s'mores. Uh, Kylie and Avon come back at this point. And Hannah B. joins the bonfire, the first official Paradise bonfire. Yes. I'm sure first of many. And I got to say, as much as I've shit on this episode, this part right here, it's going in the mind vault. I will never forget it. The fucking fireside glow coming off the beast's face, the sand beast, as she is drinking in the fucking anxiety and suffering of these other people. And she's even saying, ooh, I like this. She's like doing her fingers like a evil Mr. Burns and shit. It was a beautiful thing to watch. We watched the greatest Instagram player of all time in our beloved game, 
become a dark lord tonight. I don't know mm. if she's going to be able to find uh, professional work as a dark lord. Possibly. I could see something like that happening eventually. Maybe not in Bachelor. Or maybe. I could see her hosting a show. I do think she has the chops for it. Watching oh, her host she this, showed it here yeah, that she can exactly. host a show. I was like, I would watch her host anything. Um, she has glee about every element of it. She was so fucking good in it. Even though these questions weren't that great, I thought. Um, but they serve to basically get uh, you know, people in these love triangles. She asks Kat who wants she wants to have a connection with. She says, uh, P, P. I was surprised no one sang it like that. Brooklyn, if you could kiss someone, who would it be? P, P. Um, Beast is loving the power of the Dark Lord I wrote here. Could she be a Dark Lord? She asked Sean how confident he is in his connection with Rekia. He feels great, but it's still early. Rachel is pleasantly surprised about him too. She's excited. Uh, is there anyone else you you have eyes for on Paradise, Sean? And he says, Jess, this was a big time error. Uh, not my error of the game, but ooh, these questions are designed to fuck you up. And he just walks right into the trap. Especially you have Rachel Rekia. It's, I would say, unlikely she would stick with this dude. But that's where you are right now. You got to, if you are going to all eggs, that's the player to all eggs. You know what I mean? <laughs> This was my runner-up for error. I thought that given their conversation after this, that he actually played it well by not coming on too strong. Yeah. Um, By just being like, I'll be your placeholder for now, Crown. I mean, that's kind of what you have to do if you're Sean dating Rachel Recchia, I think. Um, We get... But also, like, your second prospect is not interested and is already with Blake Moines. Like this is not a person whose name you need to be throwing out to like get points later. Absolutely. Um, we see Blake say, I'm not open to anyone here, but I'm open to potential. Uh, Jess says it's not fun to hear. And cat has hives again. Hannah says, cat could your connection to us at last in real life. Uh, and she kind of deflects this, says it's going good, and Brayden says, I like Kat. And what about anyone besides Kat? I have a one-track mind. <laughs> so I guess this is an all-eggs Yeah, he's all-eggsing here. here. I think it's going to work out for him. I don't know if he's going to wind up with Kat or not, but I think it's going to make him like a, a super sought after player once she breaks off from him to go date Tanner when he comes in. Um, Mm -hmm. I think Braden will become like the most sought after male player at that point. So I think he's setting himself up well here actually. But uh, Hannah presses him. If you could pick another person other than Kat, who would it be? And, uh, oh sorry, we just did this. And then Hannah asks Kat if if she's waiting for anyone else and she mentions multiple names here. Tyler Norris and Tanner. (laughs) That's an error. <laughs> Bad. Um, That's an error. <laughs> but we know they're both Love coming the down. Love the fire pit. Uh, yeah, exactly. And then Aaron B., do you have eyes for multiple women? He says, no, just Eliza. So he's doing a public all-exing here. Kylie, who mm-hmm. is the best kisser in paradise. More kisses with Avon. More data. So I guess I'll say him. Avon, could your date be a love connection? He says it was amazing and it's possible. He wants to see where it could go. Avon, who else would you have uh, taken on the date? He says, Olivia. I wrote, this all seems written to me. And Olivia, Mm -hmm. if you could send one person home, who would it be? She says, Kylie, this all seems fake to me. Have you uh, been done dirty? She says, yes, by Kylie. I don't know if Kylie's in on it or not, but this all seems very contrived to me. 
Although I love what Olivia's doing. I, she really is like playing the game well. If she is going straight third audience game, it's fucking working. We see that in the end of today's episode. And um, I just loved everything she did here. We see Hannah set up. Will uh, says, what's a happy ending for you? Oh, leaving engaged. And Hannah, the beast, the sand beast is out. She says later tonight, things could blow up. I loved this. I yeah. loved this portion. Sand Beast was great. Um, I have a lot of other ideas for what the questions should have been. We see Wells finally comes in. Uh, we see Sean and Rachel Recchia. Recchia was shocked how open a lot of people were. And she's basically not upset about him listing Jess. She says, it's okay if you do kiss other people. And he's like, I'm respectful. She's like, I like how we're easing into things. She's kind of basically like, yeah. you're a placeholder. Totally. I love just easing into it. Just keep yeah. easing. Um, we see Brayden tell Kat she's amazing and she f- makes him feel special. And we cut back to Rachel Recchia and Sean like kind of shit talking that relationship and Rick Rick is like he's all in uh but Sean's concerned Kat will go on a date with Tanner um we see and Sean's like he should be exploring everything can change in a second Brayden and we cut to Brayden going I want to melt into you love this <laughs> he love lo- I'm counting that as love level one sure I'll give it yeah I uh, <laughs> melt into you is pretty love lovely <laughs> Uh, we see Avon says, oh, it's the infamous Wells, and that's nothing. It's a real, Wells points out it's real award. I don't know what I meant there. One-on-one between Will and Kylie. Uh, Will says, I've been anxious today. She says, I would, I loved our time yesterday. But I'm actually uh, all in on Avon. You're good on paper. Uh, the spark's undeniable with Avon, though. Dumps him. Uh, and Will says, back to square one. And they force him to sit on a rock and stare out into the dark ocean in the night as Kylie tells Avon that she's all exiting him. They get a kiss. Olivia then ITMs that she's laughing at Will, getting used by Kylie as a pawn. She says she was correct in her prediction, and uh, she thinks karma will be coming for Kylie. We begin portion nine. It's daytime. We see Brooklyn, Cat, Olivia, and Greer all think they're going home because they don't have men, and the cocktail party is the last chance for them to find a man. They all showed up uh, on the beach in formal attire. DLP shows up, reminds us there are eight men, 11 women, three women will be leaving tonight, and uh, tonight's your, your last chance to get a rose. It takes one conversation. One kiss could change everything. Mercedes pulls Will to talk. We now know Will is rudderless. He's got no one to give a rose to, but he wants to stay. If not for Kylie, for himself, he's a a very prime target right now. Who pulls him? Mercedes, boom, give me this. She goes, I see something in you, and I feel something special. Love level one. (laughs) I don't know how she's doing it, but she got this motherfucker to start crying immediately. She says, "I, I feel something special. Tear play immediately from him. She's playing him, and it's fucking working. 
instant tear play in his conversation with Mercedes was my play, 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 play of the game. I love what Will does in this episode. He is having to, what we say sometimes, notch down, pivot. Mm -hmm. But he's got to seem 4TRR. He had already been all exiting Kylie to get out of the relationship with Olivia. Him producing the tears here. He's going full Brandon Jones, seeing Serene in the red dress. He is so 4TRR. He's like, oh my God, I... It was you all along. That's what these tears mean to me. And that's why I loved them. Interesting. Because Mercedes swooping in on Will when he was emotionally unstable and pressing him to tear play was my... (laughs) Play, 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 play of the game. I thought what she did here was fantastic. She recognized (laughs) this soft target, and she knew whoever talks to him first is probably going to get that rose. So I'm going to go in there. I'm going to give it my best shot. And she had no idea that he was just ready to fucking blow up like this with a tear play. And so uh, he then talks about how his grandma's name was Mercedes. More tear play. He then breaks down in an ITM, said it should have always been Mercedes. I'm like, he's all exiting. It's her? always been Mercedes. Huh? Yes. They didn't it's always talk been to her. each other. What do you mean? It's been her all along. I guess. Uh, he's been I there for 48 this. hours. But uh, congrats it, to Mercedes here. We see that how this pays off, obviously, in the end. They kiss a little bit here. And Kylie sees the kiss from in where she's doing an ITM up in the Palapa, and she claps. She's so happy to see them together. Portion 10 begins. Good at job producing, putting her ITM so she could see the kiss. And- totally. Uh, portion 10, night. We see one-on-one time with Greer and P.P. She ITMs that it's easy with him. She says she's uh, he's sweet, easy to talk to. One-on-one time with Kat and P.P. He says she's the most attractive person to him, which I, I was like, he was I like mean, talking about how attracted dirty. he was, attracted, attracted, attracted. They Yeah, they cut him bad there. And then we see one-on-one time with Brooklyn and P.P. And he finds her very attractive, but he likes They're her honestly too. a big body hitting his head on a palapa. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we see one-on-one time with Olivia and P.P. And he calls her fun. Never says she's attractive though. And then PP ITMs mm. that he wants to talk to Sam. Sam is talking to Aaron S. PP goes to try and steal. Sam blocks the steal. Says she'll talk talk to him when they're finished with their conversation. PP goes then. PP going for Sam when he is the bachelor of the moment was my error, 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 error of the game. Does it get him screen time? Yes. Was he already going to get screen time? Yes. Is he thinking about his longevity? No. Hmm. He should be thinking about that here. He should be picking somebody who he's going to have some sort of connection to get him the rose next week. He doesn't have the roses next week. Correct. He needs. He should be picking one person and being like, I choose you so yeah. that they will choose him. I... um. I almost gave this my error of the game, but I give it to one other thing in a succession of plays he makes here in short order that were all very bad, but one very entertaining, and that's the next one. As Sam is 
finishing her conversation with Aaron S. P-E-E-P-E-E goes immediately behind them and starts dancing, doing weird <laughs> dance moves while they're still having their conversation, completely undermining whatever the fuck they're saying. It's obviously shitting on you, showing no respect. I thought this was a weird play. I loved it. I did love watching it, but thought it wasn't a great play overall. Um, Aaron S. then ITM's uh, that he's calling me a fucking child. Steel, but yeah. <laughs> he says he won't stand for that shit. And then PP takes Sam to talk. Aaron S. guy chats with Sean about how PP can't be trusted. And then we see PP telling <laughs> Sam that. PP can't be trusted. What? I'm just happy to hear you say PP can't be trusted again. Just like the way you say PP is with a glee. <laughs> PP. Uh, but PP here tells Sam that he finds her mature and beautiful. Uh, he says you're a mature and beautiful young woman and she's amazing and you're mature, mature, mature. He keeps saying maturity and then he's like, hey, do you see any red flags regarding maturity with Aaron S? Is that a thing? We're, we're talk- while we're on maturity, while we're on that topic, have you thought about how it relates to Aaron S in potentially a negative way? And Sam ITMs that PP shot his shot. She can't hold that against him, but she didn't want to answer his questions because it's none of uh, his business basically about Aaron's maturity. PB then guy chats Sean and Avon and talks about how mature he thought Sam was and then Sean ITMs that he doesn't like PP and how he's messing with that connection on Rose Ceremony Night. Sean then guy chats with Brayden and Aaron S about what PP said about Aaron S not being mature. Aaron S gets pissed. He marches down the beach while PP is talking to Olivia. He he steals PP, tries to, and PP tries to block. Aaron S is like, no, dude, it ain't working. I can block you or Sam can block you, but you can't block me. And so he mm-hmm. yanks Papi. We get this one on one time with Aaron S. and Papi. Aaron S. asks him point blank if he called him immature. He's like, nope, <laughs> nope, did not. It's like, we just, fuck, it's on tape, dude. What? He goes, I use the word immature. So he's getting into the semantics here. Always bad when you have to reduce your argument mm-hmm. to the semantics. Aaron S. asks, what is the reasoning in him trying to cut his knees out from under him? And Papi maintains he's not doing that. Papi says he was attracted to him maturity. Aaron S. says he has Don't no stop. respect for Papi and he thinks he's a piece of shit. We then go to portion 11. <laughs> and I mean, this whole thing was just, uh, it was bad. Oh, sorry. Papi calling Aaron S. immature was my... Error, 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 error of the game. That, to me, was the thing that I thought really sparked the rivalry and got Aaron S. to come over and be like, fuck you, dude. You know, he could have gotten away with the dancing. He could have gotten away with an attempted steal. But now he's he's saying shit behind (laughs) his back to the girl that he's trying to date. This is just a a bad, dumb move. Mm -hmm. It, It will never benefit you. Yeah, and this was his moment to shine, you know. The numbers are on his yeah. side. And, like, I hate to see that many players competing over a Bachelor Papi, but, yeah, you know, that's how it shakes out. That's Bachelor uh, Paradise get- Season 9. That's what you've got. The hottest commodity is a night one guy that all of the other guys in the house hated. That's the yeah. hottest commodity of Bachelor Paradise Season 9, Rose Ceremony 1, which we see here. Uh Portion 11 is that rose ceremony. Braden gets first rose to give to Kat, Blake to Jess, Aaron B to Eliza, Will to Mercedes, Sean to Rachel, Laven to Kylie, Aaron S to Sam. And uh, we then see our, who is PP going to give this rose to? I like that. Yeah. And of course, we know who it's going to. Olivia gets the PP producer rose. And this is all third audience game. They don't give a fuck. Olivia is playing ball. She is reading the scripts that they're giving her, she is doing this correctly. Um, they're going to look for a ringer in the first 
part of the season can be a night one player and mm-hmm. you can do this. You can turn it into whatever the fuck you want here. And so she's kind of showing us how to do that. And Kat, ITM's not expecting that to happen. She says it's a wild card, but indeed it's not. The producers did it. We all saw it coming. Kat Greer, Brooklyn, we savored your suffering. You are no longer with us on the Sands of Paradise. Greer has this uh, gets the exit here in the back of a car, coming to terms with the fact that she won't find love in paradise. She's ready for someone to love her as much as she loves them, and that's the harsh reality. She wants to be chosen. We see a promo for next week. Tyler Norris is coming out. He pulls Rachel Reckia from Sean. Tanner shows up, takes Kat on a date. Braden is not feeling good about this. Feels like he got played. And there is the, of course, serious medical emergency, the shit turtle. And it looks like most of the episode is going to be about that. We're seeing that fucking turtle again. Every promo... This it's such a wild choice to be like, yep, people are gonna want to keep seeing exactly this poop baby. People turtle. don't want to see anything about someone shitting. Assholes. No one wants to see yeah. it. They don't want to see it when you're talking about Ashley I. Kennedy farting creamy Caesar, and you certainly don't want to see somebody who has been constipated for nine days, and then have visual representation of that be a turtle poking out of a fucking show. Come on. Mm-hmm. It's very hard for me to believe that the show takes any of this shit seriously when things like that happen, that they give a fuck about any of it. It becomes hard to watch. At any rate, we will be watching it. We will be covering it. And there is still a tag on this episode of Bachelor in Paradise. And in the tag, a beetle is going from hand to hand of a couple of players. It's terrifying cat Izzo. And it got a kiss from Mercedes, and they call the beetle Gary. <laughs> and Gary the beetle was my. <laughs> creature of the week. Gary the beetle was also my. <laughs> Creature of the week. Uh, who was your MVP? For his victimization play and his 4TRR tear-filled pivot, Will was my... M-M-M-M-V-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-
And I think BIP is going to turn a corner, but it doesn't seem like it is this year. I think we're going to see some interesting play come out of this season. Maybe some historic stuff. I know they're saying somebody's getting married on Paradise. We obviously have to see who the fuck that is and how they're going to present it. I can't wait for that. And uh, I believe Katie Thurston is coming on this season as well in kind mm-hmm. of like a beast was uh, she going to date? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. If they fucking try to slap that shit on there again. Oh, my God. Katie Thurston's what here. What do you mean they're She's going date, to? date, but you've got to be shitting me. Are, you don't think they're going to have her talk to Blake Moynes? You've got to be shitting me. Everybody knows she went on fucking Epoy Island. Everyone knows that. No, they're absolutely going to play it like she's a player. They're going to do it. I guess we'll have to find They've out. They've already set it up. They said four bachelors. Producers, on if you're whatever. listening, just cut she, that, that shit out of the show. Just if you have some bits. Uh, tuned up already that's like oh Katie Thurston who's she gonna date just cut that out of the show just cut right to whatever her date is they can't help themselves They're her circle of pain or whatever and give us more of that oh, we kept it to a tight 135 almost yeah I'll see if Good I can cut it tonight. down I'll see if I can cut it down a little bit we'll see what the final runtime is but uh, thank you don't cut anything I said oh whoa hey Jesus oh. I'm just kidding JK okay um Anyway, thank you all for joining us, and we will be back on next Tuesday. My schedule's so fucked up with this Golden Bachelor thing. I don't know. We'll be back. We're coming Just back. Know that. <laughs> We're coming back Tuesday. We're coming I think, back. <laughs> and I'm gonna have some Love Is Blind clues corners of the episodes that are dropping in from the time of this recording, oh 53 God. short minutes. And uh, join me for those, please. And all of Pace Case Palapa's new episodes of Vanderpump Season 1. That's going to be fucking great. And uh, before we go, as always, what is that drawback? It's been 7,866 days without an Asian bachelor. Praise be Dark Lord Palmer. Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of non-stop hydration for silky, smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a woman-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.